Yeah, I'm, I have no problem with Satan. Broadcasting live internationally and beyond, it's the Unrelenting Show. Episode 98, the first show of 2024. Woo! Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Gene. I'm Darren. We are here again because we named the show uh, Unrelenting. The last episode of last year, though. Was it? Well, you missed the last episode of last year. You got sick or something, didn't you? Yeah, the thing that everybody likes to get, I guess. Oh, the common cold. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a little more, but not much it's nothing more than a flu i mean because i've always figured the common cold is you never really get a fever it's just a mild little thing you can power through as people should where this was more sleep for about four days straight yep yep and i i remember having sleep for four days straight in the past Uh Uh, not all the time not every year but certainly a number of times over the last hundred years or so. Yes. Very flu like. I mean, if you were to ask me the difference between this and a flu from mm-hmm. 10 years ago, mm-hmm. not really seeing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Different. No, I think COVID really showed the pussification of America of the world in general. Well, yes. But I consider the rest of the world to be pussies to begin. Oh, with. That's right. By default. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. If you're listening uh-huh. from outside of the United States, by default, genes like total pussy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless proven otherwise, right? True. We can be swayed. Yeah, we can be swayed. So how's my sound this year? Sounding good. I mean, that sounds like the last time we sounded. Yeah, it should. I haven't changed anything. (laughs) See, that's why. (laughs) Yes, but sometimes not changing things still seems to magically change my sound. True. I'm still on the SM7B. I will go back to the Mm -hmm. uh, Electra voice probably for the next show. Mm -hmm. Just didn't feel like (laughs) unhooking this. And I'm still on the PC, even though I've been threatening to move the uh, the Motu to the Mac for about, oh, seven months or so. And it should just work, I think, except for maybe all of the external channeling. I don't know how that works on the Mac. I think it should keep literally every single setting, because the last time I used it on the Mac, which was probably five years ago, it's, uh, you know, I mostly used it on the Mac back then. So, yeah. By default, did the Mac let you do all of the separate channels? Yeah, to, the so Mac, that's nice. Just defaults to that, yeah. Where you need the little registry hack mm-hmm. for for Windows. Mac and audio just seem to work well. They've always done very well with audio. And I think uh, a, a vast majority of audio production facilities feature Macs. Yeah. For a reason. They don't crash as much. Well, at least that was the thing back in the day. Because they control the hardware. Right. No blue screen. They never had issues with USB timeout IRQ bullshit. And Windows, when you start adding all the different manufacturers, mm-hmm. making all the different stuff, I get it. Every now and then things are going to fail. It was just you would hope that if they're mm-hmm. going to fail, they would do so without taking your whole machine down. Yeah. Or interrupting audio. Yeah, I know that there's still there's still a thing with that. I will say one of my joysticks here, the throttle that I have for your spaceships, of course. Yeah, for the spaceships. Um it uh when when I reboot the computer, 
it had a tendency to not turn on after the reboot, which is obviously not what it's supposed to do. It should be on. <clears throat> it doesn't even have a power switch. Um, so it should be on anytime it's plugged in. And I had to move it to a different USB port to get it to stay turned on. So there's still some legacy bullshit happening with PCs and USB. Yeah, USB does weird things. I've got a couple of different USB, you know, one of these things where you can plug like 20 things into it. You know, these nice big hubs, although it's a nice one because you can turn them on and off individually, which is nice if you're trying to like rejigger something back to life. You can just turn that port off for a minute and back on. But I notice every now and then my keyboard will just go through its reboot mode so for some reason that's the usb just craps out hmm. for no apparent reason it's weird it's windows well, the keyboard would be even worse than the joystick yeah because you're like why well, i can't do anything yeah trying and to this is why i have a, a a spare mouse always plugged in well of course you should have at least three or four mics plugged in at any given time i've got two i may be shy one then when you're flying those multi-million dollar virtual spaceships you want to have at least a uh <laughs> they a, sure feel like they're cost that much a backup bridge and then the backup to the backup bridge right, right. i mean do you yeah. have to wear different uniforms on each of those bridges i mean that's the real question well naturally i mean i've got my star citizen clothes and i know you think i'm just kidding but <laughs> but i'm i i actually do have physical products i've bought from that company as well there's a special outfit to wear while playing the game oh yeah yeah it is uh, a there's totally a immersive there's an experience outfit. there's a um there are glasses as in for drinking uh there are uh, what else they have they have a briefcase they have sort of a i mean they got a lot of stuff in the physical product line as well well, they need to make the money for the product that's I've never going to be out of alpha. It. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, they made a, a hundred million last year. So, you know, it's better than this them. podcast. Yeah. I mean, we just made a small fraction of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sent you your part already. So that was nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that little message from uh, PayPal's. Now, have you noticed that the all the physical products are getting smaller and smaller and smaller like uh the wife bought me a jacket and like, I need another mm-hmm. jacket. Like I need a hole in the head. For, right. Cause uh, you're walked around all the time outside. I know it's like, I never leave the house. What do I need a mm-hmm. jacket for? Mm-hmm. But most of the jackets that I wear is I'm six foot six and I'm not a small guy. Right. And most everything, a two XL mm-hmm. was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then maybe a two XL could be slightly depending how they run slightly tight in certain areas yeah mm-hmm. she got me a blackhawk jacket really nice looking jacket in mm. a 3xl yeah way too small oh really yeah I'm like what the hell mm. i mean this this may be shrinkflation like well mm-hmm. you know this way we can start saving on material we'll just make everything a little bit smaller well, i think it makes total sense though because with the price of food going up effectively doubling i mean i don't right. know anybody whose bills haven't doubled for food um you know people are shrinking their waistline right. so they figured well you know what size you are we might as well just adjust the size to your new size without you having to change the size exactly so under biden inflation mm-hmm. we know you're going to be eating less 
Yeah. Thus, you will be able to fit into this size a little bit smaller well, and, than and, you were used to. And speaking of eating less, I, I haven't eaten for four days. Wow. So you must yeah. be in full ketosis then. I, you know, I should probably check. I've got it somewhere. I've got a test kit. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, um, I, I would hope so. Otherwise, I'm starving. Are you on a hunger strike or what is? Uh, yes, I've decided to strike until uh, Star Citizen is out of to Ukraine. <laughs> oh, that. I thought it was something important like Star Citizen. <laughs> oh, no, no. That'll literally never happen. So there's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have priorities. Uh, hunger strike until Star Citizen's out of Alpha. That mm-hmm. would be an interesting one. Yep. Be like, please. 10 years later. Uh-huh. Didn't make it. Sorry. Four days, yeah. though. That has to be an interesting. Are you hallucinating yet? Or um, Oh, no, no. That doesn't happen in, until quite a while. It's, so it's a 10-day fast. Um, and people say, well, what kind of fast? Which I think is a bullshit question. Because really, if you call something a fast. It should be no it food. It should be a fast. Which means no caloric intake. Period. It's not a fast if you don't eat anything. And then you you inject sugar water into your veins right what okay? if i just I'm what sorry. if i just that's not a fast frosties from wendy's that's a totally yeah, right a frosty thing, right? fest yeah a frosty i think that's fast. a fest spelled f-e-s-t not oh, f-a-s-t that may be yeah i think you're confusing that too no so uh, the only thing that i drink is water and tea well you have and to the have tea the tea doesn't have any sugar in it well no because sugar's bad yeah sure well that's kind of the whole point any lemon so, or anything or just strictly no 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 lemon tea. i'm and no garlic either oh. i'm just garlic is food man i i don't want those garlic calories man oh, it's a horrible 10 I calories know, right? that comes from a clove of garlic it's there's at least five calories in there and i just don't need that shit polluting me so you, yeah trying to get down into the uh adidas outfit you had 10 years yeah, ago exactly i'm trying to get into the 3x adidas outfit that i uh-huh. got and the damn thing I swear to God, they, they retroactively made it smaller. That'll do it. Uh-huh. That will do it. Yeah. So it's really, I mean, there will be weight loss as a result of this, but I'm not doing this to lose weight. Um, fasting, I don't think, is a great way to lose weight. Um, but what fasting is good for is just doing a nice reset of the body and the brain. Because uh, when your body goes into full ketosis and... Um, it's literally only dumping as much energy into your bloodstream as is necessary. Whereas when you eat, it dumps whatever you ate into your bloodstream. And then your body has to figure out, well, are you, are you actually going to go for a run now? Or are you going to just sit on your ass and I have to store this as fat? You're like, yes. And so I actually uploaded a, um, uh, yesterday a uh 24 hour chunk of my blood sugar monitor i've got one of those continuous jobbies plugged in right now and um it's pretty cool man you can see it sitting right around plus or minus 10 of 100 so it's it's kind of going eh, a little lower than that it's it's going from a low of about 85 to a high of about 110 with no food and no insulin and no other drugs related to um, diabetes. So it's it's basically where my blood sugar was before I had diabetes and when I was a kid, when I could eat normally. 
which was so long ago. Which I think, actually, to be fair, it's not like diabetes starts overnight either. You know, I mean, I've had it for what 13, 14 years, I think, since I was diagnosed. But, um, uh, sorry, 13, 14, what am I saying? About 23 years. Woo! <laughs> since I was diagnosed. Ah, the years fly by. I know, they really do. Uh, but it's a, um, it's a gradual process. That's why they have a thing. I know and people like Adam always joke about it. He's like, well, they, they got to put you into something. So now you, people are told you have prediabetes. Yes. Oh yeah. I've but heard that. Not the for reality me, but is, I've heard it. It's always, it's always a continuum and it, it's based on exactly that. How much sugar gets dumped into your blood and how quickly is that sugar utilized and pulled out of your blood and done something with, and the something could be, converted into fat or it could be used as energy uh for physical activity but the point is how quickly does your blood return back down to the uh around 100 level or so and uh and i mean there are people that I genetically and physically are in good shape and i, I had a buddy that uh he's never had any issues with uh, diabetes but uh, uh i going to convince him it'd be fun to test his blood sugar and see what happens to it because he's never done that before and um uh you know like he we we eat a meal together uh both our blood sugar goes to over 200 which is normal 250 ish right around there and then mine takes about eight hours this is like not on a fast obviously takes about eight hours to go from 250 back down to about 120 130 his took all of about 20 minutes to go back down to 95 i was like holy shit that's how it's supposed to work right that's the way the body's supposed to work wow goddamn! because that's all diabetes is is really the the fact that it takes forever to bring your blood sugar back down because you have an insufficient mechanism of uh, regulation and that's for type two, it's basically your body's just used to having a lot of sugar in your blood. And so it just doesn't care. It's just like, yeah, whatever. We don't care about insulin. Uh, this is the cells talking. We're not going to admit any of that sugar through our cell walls. Uh, and the type one people are really screwed because they have a lack of production of insulin, which means that even if their body wants, if those energy cells those muscle cells are starving for energy they can't get it without the insulin because that's the key that opens up the uh the barrier and um and so you've got a lot of sugar in your blood and cells that are starving for sugar so that's type 1 diabetes that's a nasty nasty kind i could tell everybody is sitting around right now thinking they'd like to attend a party at your house i know right it's super cool but that's why we don't talk about diabetes on this show <laughs> he's like you want to come over and eat and test our sugar uh-huh yeah yeah that'd be a fun time we're gonna have pizza it'll be great well you know it's especially fun talking about food when you haven't eaten for four days that's that's the best part yeah i can imagine that's kind of like really having to pee and then talking about waterfalls yeah <laughs> It's like just going to bed and then thinking of nothing but water. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, God damn, do I get up or do I just fuck it? Where is the uh where is the level? Because I'm guessing it kind of goes something like this. You start out the first time you get hungry, you kind of ride it through and then you're fine for a while. But there's yeah. gotta become a point where 
it's horrible and there's nothing you can think of yep. except eating. And then you get to another point, I would guess, where it's just like, okay, this idiot's never going to eat. So I may as well start turning these signals off. Yeah, exactly. That totally does happen. And historically, and by the way, this is not the first time I fasted. I've been fasting for shit since my late teens, early 20s. Um, I've done fasts. So it, way before the some- beard then. Before the beard and, you know, back, back when I was under 200 pounds. Yeah. Um, so it's something that I've historically done for this time, sort of, you know, refresh, reset, cleansing, whatever the hell you want to call it. But the point is I always feel way better after the fast than I did before. And the longest fast I did was I think 18 days. Damn. Um, so this time I'm only going for 10 days, which is you know, reasonable. I think anybody can do 10 days. Well, um, if you're at four, that means 10. So the next time we talk to you, you will be in a food coma because you're probably going <laughs> to eat for 24 hours straight. Well, you can't cause your stomach is the size of like your fist ah, after that's not eating for a while. So literally, and this is, again, I remember this from the last few fasts is you'll eat like an eight ounce yogurt. You're like, Oh man, I'm full. Which is, I guess, technically another good side benefit is that it takes a good week for your stomach to get to quote unquote normal size of eating a full meal. Um, So it's almost like, you know, it's elastic, but it's not immediately elastic. Right. It it does shrink and it does get bigger um, over time. But, But you asked an important question, which is what is sort of the worst day historically from doing these fasts? I think the end of day two, the beginning of day three are usually the ones where you feel the most hunger pains and the most wanting to just fuck this whole fast thing. I'm just going to eat something. I don't care. Right. I think a lot of people go through that. Yeah. And that's why I think most people that try to do a fast, like they get to the end of day two and they're like, yeah, I don't have the willpower. I'm not going to do it. It ain't going to happen. Well, no, you can tell because when, you have to do things like the colonoscopy where it's one day mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. that's a whole different animal because you're loading yourself up on all the laxatives and mm-hmm. but yeah. be- beyond that part it's like it is just a miserable experience i'm assuming like at the end of day one or so mm-hmm. you know you have to have at least some kind of headache from you know the whole nope. the, the quick change no you don't get that no no, no, you just, you get, you get a stomachache at the end of day two, beginning of day three, usually. And it's, it's the very stereotypical, like I haven't eaten for a while. It's the same kind of hunger feeling you get, you know, when you normally eat and then, uh, you happen to have, uh, gotten up late and you're like, man, I am hungry. Where's that breakfast? Except multiplied by like 10. Right. But it's the same type of feeling. Um, and I'm not really prone to headaches in general. I don't get migraines. I don't, I mean, I think last headache I had was probably a year ago. So I don't really, it's not a standard part of my life dealing with that shit. But I will say uh, that it is very much a, the only physical aspect is just a gurgling stomach and the feeling <laughs> that you really want to eat. Yes. However, having said that, that's normal. This time around, and the last time I did this was two years ago. I skipped last year. I can't remember why, but I was decided not to fast. But um, last time I did this two years ago, and I historically have done it at the beginning of the year. Um, 
was more normal. This time around, it's it's a little more unusual because I haven't been hungry once. I've just skipped over the whole hunger thing. I was expecting it to hit, you know. If like you're not normal. even taking those drugs, it'll try to fool you into not being hungry. I'm no, I've stopped doing all the uh, drugs related to uh, to uh, which we call it to uh, diabetes. Yes. So because you know, I don't want to. I don't want to have my blood sugar drop to a crazy low level that puts me in a coma. That would not be fun. No, it would definitely lower the uh, enjoyment. Plus, of I'd the miss podcast. the show if I was in a coma. Right, but that'd be the only reason I would ever miss the show because I'm not a pussy. Anyway, of uh, course, we could we could just turn on the uh, the microphone in here as long as the uh, your medical health professionals will leave the monitor on. We can just get beep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beep beep. And just to show yeah, you, I wish my heart rate was like 60 like that. <laughs> it's more like 80. It goes up like a little deep, bit. When deep, you, does it deep, continue to deep. raise without food or does that do anything to the. There's uh, no difference, honestly, because I think generally my resting is like 72 and my active, well, semi active is about 80, 82. So uh, that hasn't really changed at all. Um. You know, the only thing that really changes, well, this is one thing I have to force myself to do is keep drinking. Cause I think it's, this is more related to stomach size is when I'm not eating, my stomach does get smaller. And like for the last couple of days, I've, I've drunk less than, uh, one point one and a half liters of, uh, water. And I typically will drink four liters of water a day. And I think that has more to do with just stomach size shrinking. So now it feels like even when I drink a little bit of water, it feels like, okay, well, I don't really want to drink anymore. For I'm a while. so full. I've had two ounces. Mm-hmm. And I will say the producers of this show are so good. Yeah. The Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer in the troll room pulled out the ISO of you saying it does shrink and it does get bigger. Now that could be used <laughs> in nice, a, a nice. text. And so, uh, that's right. We're yeah. talking about the brain, obviously. What else will we talk about? You add that. Well, you add that to the uh, the clip from Seinfeld, and you just get George yelling "shrinkage, mm-hmm. shrinkage." Yeah, exactly. Yes, I'm experiencing shrinkage. Exactly. There you go. There's your clip. Uh, so I don't know, but oh, overall, this time around has been surprisingly non. Like I barely noticed that I'm that I'm not eating i guess that's a good thing yeah yeah well you think you save money on food well yeah but again like you said everything's up uh, yeah the latest yeah, numbers i, mean, I saw week were 20 something percent yeah my my typical food bill is about 28 bucks a day i think is what it averages out to which so in austin that, that means you're eating like three crackers and uh, i'm eating one meal a day so and that uh, uh, which glad this is a tie into the final point on this whole issue which is I've been eating mostly, which means not exclusively, but most of the time, one meal a day. And so I think this is why this fast actually is almost like there's no hunger pangs at all. It's because I've gotten used to over the last three years, which is I started this during COVID um, because I was getting all my meals to be, you know, delivered out at my front door. And it it seems weird to have multiple meals delivered to your house. Right? Well, at the same time, anyway. Uh, well, yeah. Although I've done that as well. 
got three lunches coming right I, now. I've had well, but sometimes you just feel like getting a Dairy Queen aside from the lunch. True, true. So um, you got, yeah, different aspects. Yeah, so they gotta get both. It's always funny when the drivers show up at the same time, and you got the Amazon guy stopping by, and just as the the first food delivery guy shows up, just as the grocery <laughs> delivery guy shows up, and all three of them are in my driveway, and it's like. Okay, people, move along, move along. Gene has no guests but the people delivering things to the front door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why people think, I like, you can totally be an extrovert without leaving your house. True. Just get a bunch of deliveries coming in, and then you, you, can, you can mingle with people and say, hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm Gene. Do you like mm-hmm. my Adidas tracksuit? That's right. <laughs> Do you play Star Citizen? <laughs> uh too funny so anyway i think because i have done the whole intermittent fasting thing which is what eating once a day means uh i think my body's just kind of like oh well he's just you know he's a schmuck he's taking longer between the next meal yes a lot longer yeah but like your body can't count beyond one that's probably true and again as long as you have it in reserve Oh, exactly. Like, I would not suggest some skinny 130 pound fuck doing this. No, that could be dangerous. Yeah. But, but if, if you have a 130 pound woman, you probably should consider doing this because you really ought to be like 110. The height might matter, right? Or no, it doesn't matter no, at not all. Not really. Not really. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting concept just because of the way dietary habits have changed. Mm hmm over the years the amount of garbage people are putting into their system has gone up exponentially i mean again i know we're old but i hear stories from Mm -hmm. my parents you know growing up they didn't have all of these multi-process i mean you didn't have cheetos and doritos and yeah i mean you had potato chips sure stuff like that but there was most of these only since the 50s you know minimally processed yeah when you hear like you have to go to the uh, soda fountain, you know, if you wanted a carbonated beverage. I mean, there was a time mm-hmm. you couldn't just load up yeah. on your favorite colas. That is true. And when you made dinner, you know, you made meat and potatoes and vegetables and mm-hmm. you had one ingredient things rather than, you know, everything now packaged for convenience. Yeah. I mean, there may be no. carrots and potatoes and steak in that little uh, stew you bought from Dinty Moore, but Salisbury steak. Oh, that too. I mean, some of those are so good, but so bad for you. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and the one that I haven't had for a long time, I probably haven't had it for six months, but I, I still just love the flavor of, um, and I love the reaction from Anima, which is um, <laughs> the, the mac and cheese uh from that orange box what's the company name was it craft uh, is it craft it probably is Kraft. i mean that's the main one i mean then there are it's, other people it's that the, make like kind of reddish orange box stouffer's it's stouffer's mac, frozen mac and cheese oh you buy yeah it in the frozen food section and it's like you know exactly what's in there you know plastic and and fake pasta but it just tastes so good like it's nothing in there is nutritionally good for you Oh, it's got calories. It just doesn't have anything else. Yeah. There's a lot I think of a box like of that, that is about a thousand calories. You're like, how does that even happen? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, salt and fat. 
That's what makes food taste good. True. People like salt. People like fat. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, kinda, I'll just have this. I'll have soup. Well, because they're both supposed to be rare. You know, back in the olden times, it's not like you go to a store and buy salt or fat. Like, if you got fat, it's because you killed an animal that happened to be fat. Because skinny animals don't have any fat. That was the only time you ever got fat. And the only time you ever got salt is if you, uh, you know, you were eating something that that was salty, I guess. I don't know. How did people get salt back like 10,000 years ago? I don't know. I don't either. But they went to the Great Salt Lake. The, the, they, they went to a salt lake out in the desert uh-huh. and licked some salt, I guess. But it's funny because people, you know, when I mentioned I'm going to be uh, fasting, everyone's like, oh, you're gay. Make sure you get plenty of electrolytes. Get your salt in. I'm like, dude, you know, that that's way overhyped. You're you're saying that because you've been watching ads for drinks with electrolytes forever. Because realistically speaking, you ain't going to die from a lack of electrolytes in the course of 10, 10 days. It's not going to happen. And every every fast I've done in the past, I have not done a salt water or anything with electrolytes. I've just done the water. And here I am, still here. Well, I'm assuming so, you're not running marathons at the exactly. same time. And that's that that's exactly right. And then the the key is either fast or do strenuous physical activities. Hey, don't do one. both. Don't do Don't do both. <laughs> I've done both when I was in high school. I started fasting when I was in high school. That's why I said I was in a still a teenager. And um uh and I, I remember passing out while lifting weights. That's not a healthy or, uh, you know, that like a fucking dangerous thing, frankly. Well, yeah, I could just see you depending on where what when position you're, when you're, you're holding. In. Yeah, you're holding uh, a, a bar uh, uh, on a bench you know, above you're doing your bench chest. Presses, right. And uh, all of a sudden you start seeing your vision start to tunnel. Oh, that's bad. like that's a bad sign. You're like spot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're like, uh, uh. <laughs> and, uh, hope to hell you don't end up crashing that on your head. Yeah. Um, so don't recommend doing that. Not in the least, not even two enemies. Uh, but, uh, if you're basically sitting in a computer or at a computer, I should say, and you're working and especially working from freaking home. So you don't even have to drive anywhere. So you're not endangering anybody else. If you pass out, there, there's really nothing wrong with just doing a, you know, a week long fast. Honestly, I think anybody can do a week easy. If you want to do more than a week, it may take you a few different fasts to kind of feel your way up to that point. Um, but you definitely, I, I will say back from memory again, that by about day eight or nine is when you, your body is completely adjusted to not eating. And eating is not something you even think about anymore. You just kind of go about your days and uh, like eating is not something you think of the way you do in the first few days. Of the it's fast. something you used to do way back in a different lifetime. Yeah. Just like shitting. It's like a habit. Well, yeah. You're like, that's the other part of this, isn't mm-hmm. it? You save time, man. I'm telling you, you save time. Your whole system just shutting down, like nothing to do you, here. You go into high efficiency mood, mode where you produce no waste products. Interesting. 
if you want to do a fast, oh, make you're sure still you hit, pissing out ketones and stuff. But yeah, yeah, just hit Gene up, send him a big boost while he's fasting. Yeah, and I I think there was a group of folks that were going to. There was like at least four people that replied, say, "Yeah, I'll do a fast same time as you," but I don't think anyone actually is on no agenda social. Well, it's um, very hard to start. I think on New Year's mm-hmm. Day for most people. Well, that's why I started on the second. Okay, well, that makes more it sense. It is hard on the first. I totally agree with that. Everybody's out partying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, don't start a fast when you're having a hang- hangover. No, that's not the time that's to do not, it. Not good advice. Yeah, You want to start in a good, good place. Advice. Yeah, yeah. You, you just want to be ready for it. And the only other inconvenience factor is like for business lunches and stuff, I have to shift those to the second half of the month just so I'm, you know. Because you don't just want to show up and watch people eat. That's very right. weird. It, it's weird for both people, nor do I want to do this immediately after ending the fast because there again, I'm like, well, I'm going to go to a restaurant so I can pay 50 bucks to eat a piece of broccoli. You're, I'm going to tell you, your uh, caviar guy is going to be busy. <laughs> maybe Need another, another delivery. Yeah, maybe. And, but that's another thing. It's like, you know, I love sushi. I would certainly enjoy going out for sushi, but. Even just eating sashimi, I just don't think I could, it, like, it'd be a very cheap sushi visit, you know, because I wouldn't get all my usual stuff that I normally get. You're like, I am, I'm full already. Yeah. It's like, I got my unagi, my sake, my toro, uh, what else? My hamachi. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, I don't know that I could even eat just those four. My kura. Tabiko. I like sushi, man. I always enjoyed sushi. Never had it. You've you're one of those. Never had it. I mean, I won't say that I never will. Mm-hmm. I'm not like one of these, like I'd avoid it at all costs, but mm-hmm. not something that I have uh searched out and been all that interested in. Because I've never really been, which is why I'll die by probably by the age of fifty three. Oh wait, that's soon. Um, that's last year yeah <laughs> but uh you know fish of all sorts are not good i don't like them mm-hmm. like red meat I you mean, don't like salmon no i've tried you don't like tuna no really i mean i should try salmon again it's been a while i think i think it's worthwhile for you to try uh some don't do like grocery store but go to a sushi restaurant once and just try stuff because I think you will be pleasantly surprised. Uh, sushi doesn't generally have a fish taste. Um, and it, its texture is very much like um, filet mignon. Yeah, that works. It's very soft. So you don't like lox either? You know, I don't know if I've ever actually had like lox. Like smoked salmon on, on a bagel? I don't think I've ever had it. Wow. Okay. Cause I love that. I could eat me a pound of that. You're like, this is a breakfast, lunch and dinner right there. Dude, when I order uh, a uh, lox bagel, I'll, I usually get two of them. I do like bagels. That, it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. And bagels, you know, I, I generally have liked bagels. The, the problem with bagels is that they are both tasty and super dense. Right. So like a normal slice of bread might be hundred calories. The bagel is like 400 calories, uh-huh. but it's so good. It is really good. There's something magical that happens to dough when you boil it 
or not boil it, but you know, put it in the hot water. It's the beauty of cooking. Maybe you do boil it. I don't know. I've Changes. never made a bagel at home. Yeah, I don't know. But to get that that nice outer crust texture, you got to put it into boil, either hot or boiling one or the other water for a little bit before you bake it. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's that's how bagels are different from other breads. You throw some nice cream cheese on it. Mm-mm. Get all sorts of different flavors. I mean, that was the whole some thing. Capers. I, and I'm fine mm-hmm. with onions. Plain bagel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Onions and the bagel. That works. Mm-hmm. But then once I, you know, there was a company that made all these, you know, specialized ones like chocolate chip bagels. It's like, oh, that's mm. so wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. I agree with that. You can make donuts like that, but not bagels. It's like not that they taste bad, but it's just like yeah. Yeah, you're you're bastardizing something there. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree with that. It's all bagel talk right here on Unrelenting Bagel Talk. Yeah, bagel. I no, I actually I did have a bagel like two weeks ago. I guess I had a I I got some lox bagels delivered in from one of the little stores that makes them here. Of course you, know, you did. You can definitely tell that there is a uh, constriction of the food industry happening because back in the olden days, let's say COVID uh, or pre COVID for sure. But even during COVID when I ordered bagels, they would always come uh, cut side up. So effectively you take one bagel, you split in half, you put uh, cream cheese on both halves. You put the locks on both halves. You of course, put the onions on both halves, you put the capers on both halves, you put everything's on both halves and then you sell the bagel that way. So it's, it's like two small open faced half bagel sandwiches right now. Nobody is doing that. Nobody's splitting it like that and using, you know, double the cream cheese and locks. Now you get a lox bagel. It's always closed bagel with one freaking layer of the locks on there very thin uh, layer i'm guessing hey yeah like a single layer you know like the kind that you get uh 30 cuts per package at costco that kind of layer and uh everybody is really skimping on it the prices either went up or stayed the same the amount of food that you're getting other than the bagel itself has literally been cut in half I mean, at least they could have been nice and shrunk the bagel to make it seem like they're giving you more. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess the the whole cream cheese thing, I, I just think if you, it's hard to stuff a full bagel that's been cut in half when stuff put it into your mouth. I've always found. Oh, yeah. So I've yes. always preferred the two split bagel halves independently. Yeah. I mean, who eats a bagel without splitting it? That's, that's how they serve them now. I mean, it's like. If you take it's just like uh, getting um, fast food sandwiches, you know, if you if you take the top off these days, there's nothing on it. There's like no magic sauce. There's nothing on the top. We're back to it's, where's the beef? It kind of is. And I haven't really noticed this because I try to avoid fast food because it's really the worst food for you. But occasionally I'll have a hankering for a, a Burger King or something. Uh, or generally Wendy's. Wendy's is more of my sort of, if I have to have fast food, then I'll try and go for a Wendy's because they have better quality. Yeah, they get good burgers. Or at burgers. least better taste. What? They do have better burgers. 
Yeah. And I usually get their, their chicken. And I found like, unlike most places like McDonald's and Burger King, if you get chicken, it is processed chicken. That's in the shape in the same exact shape on every sandwich. The Wendy's chicken is just breaded chicken breast and it's always a different shape. Yes. It's not a mold. Yeah. I want to try. There's a, um, middle Eastern place here. Mm, yeah. And I've, I want to try the burger because it sounds great. They have their own custom burger, mm-hmm. which is half lamb and half ground beef mm, with yes. their with their special sauce. But I, I keep getting the steak shawarma instead because it's that. Yeah, it's pretty good. The steak shawarma bowl. It's like I am addicted to mm. this. I'm like, how, how have I never had this before? It's a new place in town. Mm. And they'll put spicy rice in there, a little bit of spicy hummus with the pickle mm-hmm. and the onion and the, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very good. And I've eaten a lot of the Middle Eastern places here. A lot of halal places I've gotten food. In fact, my default recommendation on Uber is halal. The uh, Uber people know you. They, well, yeah, they think I'm a Muslim. Yes. We have long beard. They're like, I know, uh, right? Guy looks a little shifty. Uh, it looks up. like a Muslim. Well, what's always funny is when one of these delivery dudes that delivers the halal food is also a Muslim, because then they see me and they're, they're like, yeah, okay, brother. Until they see the Adidas tracksuit. Uh-huh. No, there's plenty of Muslims wearing Adidas tracksuits. Okay, I didn't know. It's the women that have to cover up. The oh. men, they can wear all the Adidas they want. Yeah, all nice and un- uh, unzipped with the big mm-hmm. uh, chains going on. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how I, that's how I do it. Yeah. But it is such good. You got food. the wife beater underneath the Adidas tracksuit. Well, of course. Just mm-hmm. so that way, when you're eating something sloppy, you can take the Adidas <laughs> tracksuit off and. Uh, Whoa. Yay. Hey, how you doing? Exactly. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure I'll have a lox bagel in the next few days once the uh, the fast is completed. Concluded. I do find it to be an interesting topic for today's show as you're fasting, mm-hmm. talking about food. I know, right? But but it doesn't really bother me, uh, which I can make a joke of it and say, oh, I guess great. You're just doing this on purpose. But realistically, it I'm just not hungry. I don't know. What the hell, man? Well, that's the magic, man. That's, people have been trying to figure this out for years, and that's why this new you know, relatively new round of drugs is causing such yeah, an uproar. Yeah, I, I think the drugs are probably helping people, but how much of it is in your head? How much like you, this drug will make you not hungry here. Take this. Then you take it. You're like, boy, I don't feel hungry. A lot yeah, is you know, a placebo effect. I think. I, exactly. I think a lot of it is just in people's heads because realistically speaking, um, you know, there there's, I'm sure the drugs do stuff. I'm sure. Well, in fact, uh, I've, we've talked about plenty of drugs over the, the last few years of the show that we take or that we want to take or don't take that you believe do something when you take do them. something you never know but at least seem to do something yeah the i pain relief I'm, yeah i mean there's a lot of that or there's there's definitely something to be uh, said for if you're taking a pill or you're putting on yeah. some kind of salve that you think is going to relieve the pain that even if it does nothing yeah you believe that it does and yeah. that's enough exactly although sometimes you hope it doesn't and it turns out not to and i i tell you i i was pretty disappointed uh with this whole gout thing which you know oh, yeah that was our last weeks ago. episode yeah. you had the, the full-on the gout. episode i had gout yeah and of course i go through gout without 
taking anything for it. Although I think I may, I may change that in the future, but I've always thought that it like, if you can deal with the pain, it's better just to do nothing and deal with the pain mentally than to take drugs that are going to numb it. Right. But I, I thought, okay, well, let's see if at least topical shit will work. So I got some of these, um, uh, CBD, you know, like, like cocaine derived drugs, not the CBD stuff. No, 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 I did. That's not legal in Texas, dude. I can't get that here. Really? Really? Um, Even the, yeah. uh, the non THC you can't get. Oh no. What's the THC that makes it good, man? No, it's the uh, CBD overall. That's what they tell you just to sell it. But well, you can really, get both from our buddy, uh, Cal over at lavender blossoms. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, there, I mean, you can obviously get anything you want in Texas, especially in Austin, but well, I yeah. don't, I don't go out of my way for that stuff, but I, I tried the, um, it's not Novocaine. What does it called? Uh, but, but, but it's something cane. Uh, poof. I guess I could look at my Amazon log and see what the hell I bought. Something but cane. It, yeah, something cane, lanocaine. Does that sound right? Lanocaine, yes. lanocaine, yes. something like that. And it's supposed to be topical for arthritis, right? So I figured yes. close enough. Right? Yeah, my dad uh, has tried that. Put that on my my toe. See if it penetrates in. My skin got numb. That was about it. My <laughs> pain did not at all go away. The muscle pain like, is still there. Okay, numb skin, joints still fucked. Yeah, you need some. So lot I guess stronger. I'd have to stick a needle in between my toes into the joint, inject some in the middle there for it to go away, which I kind of feel is probably not worth the price of admission. No, gout is not fun. No, no. And then after all this, I I did some research. Apparently, now there's an actual gout drug that I've never seen before. Oh, there's a drug you haven't even tried, and you're like, I that, oh man, this, what a miss. This drug. Uh, will take uric acid out of your system. That's exactly and, what you need when you have According gout. to the findings, on the first sign of a tingling in your toe, you take this drug and it never progresses to gout. Oh, I'm like, how did you not know bitch. about this? How did I not know about this? <laughs> this is so horrible. Because it, it's not a pain thing, right? Normally, what I've seen in the past for when you look up gout, there's like, how to deal with gout pain? This is not a pain thing. This actually, like, fixes the problem as it's yeah, starting the crystals right it gets them yeah and, uh, it's like well if there's no fucking uric acid in your bloodstream because it all just got like the drug i guess combines with it or whatever magically zaps it away and then you poop it out or piss it out or whatever and then it's okay well there we go then you don't have any risk of gout happening because uric acid is from everything i can tell is a pure waste product there is no useful use for it in the body which means there's no such thing as taking too much out. You can literally take all the uric acid out of your bloodstream, out of your kidneys, out of your body, and it's not going to negatively affect you. So, well, yeah, now, what? you wouldn't have the gout pain, right? You wouldn't have the gout pain because <laughs> you wouldn't have gout to begin with. So right. I'm like, okay, next time I see my doctor, I'm going to try and oh, I'll, he'll probably do it. He usually does most stuff. I tell him that I want to try, but he'll i'll have him write a script for it proactively just in case so when you need it you'll have it yeah yeah because you don't want to buy this shit and have it sitting around expiring right but if i got the script i can get an overnight i get it filled overnight 
if I ever start feeling a little gouty. And uh, hopefully that'll just cut it short. But I'm with you. I have that same oddity where if you're starting to feel pain, it's like, well, I'd rather feel that because I feel like if it's mm-hmm. numbed and the situation starts getting worse, then I won't know it's getting worse because it's numbed. Thus, yeah, I don't have that data point because my right shoulder has been hurting mm-hmm. the last couple of days mm-hmm. and it started with the uh, with the virus. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably just slept funny on it would be the main guess, especially when sleeping for, you know, about four days straight. Or it could be the virus just got in there. But it's like, OK, you're thinking then, well, you know, it could be some kind of blood clot. Yeah, could be could be going through that. And then the oddity, I mean, granted, this is at the top of my shoulder on the right mm-hmm. side. But back mm, 25 years ago or so, when my dad needed the multiple bypass the uh one of the symptoms he had was shoulder pain and the on the right side which was mm-hmm. like <laughs> like wait this isn't good well it's also the wrong side because it's know. not your heart side i know yeah. which is which which the oddity which is why the mm-hmm. doctors missed it when he had it but yeah. it to me it's like that is the in my mind the thinking's like well if you take the painkiller then you're hiding the symptom that you might need to feel in order to know something's really wrong, which is probably slightly insane, but I guess makes a certain amount of sense. No, the the whole reason that we feel pain is that the body is letting the brain know there's something wrong here. You got to be careful. Right. Like there's other ways. There's no reason for your body to create pain other than as a very basic binary mechanism of communication. Yes, it's a symptom that's like, hey, yeah. you know, you, you stub your toe, you feel pain, don't do it again. Right. Now, if you if you have neuropathy, you stub your toe, you don't feel any pain, and then your toe falls off. <laughs> like, okay, that's worse. Wait, would you rather feel the pain when you stub your toe or would you rather have the toe just fall off? Yeah. No, that's exactly it. And I've got I mean, I slammed my foot into something when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, really, the toes have never like bent right since. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Were you not wearing shoes then? No. Yeah. No, which is the uh, which is the issue. I yeah, per- our whole generation just grew up running around barefoot. I know, just doing crazy stuff, taking chances, drinking water from the hose. I know. Yeah. Now you're like, uh, uh-uh. you know what kind of chemicals you're getting in that stuff? Dude, I don't, I don't, I haven't drunk water out of my kitchen faucet in in ten years. <laughs> so yeah i i only drink pure well it's not even purified it's distilled water ultra only water purified yeah it's ultra purified because there ain't anything else other than water. and again all these fucking naysayers oh you gotta you can't drink uh distilled water it's bad for you you gotta have the electrolytes there you're listening to advertising man you're letting it (laughs) control you no no we've been around for millions of years guess what electrolytes were not in the water for the vast majority of that million years and it's one of those things if you're uh because as most people know you can drink too much water and kill yourself yeah but that's crazy amounts of water i've drank gallons and not killed myself yes now it all depends on what's in your system and people have illnesses where they and how good your kidneys are working also true Mm -hmm. so for some of those in very rare cases, yes, having the 
impurities in the water would have been helpful. But for, yeah, just hydrating on a normal day-to-day basis. No, you just need the liquid. Mm-hmm. Oh, for people listening on X. How you doing, everybody on X? We have not been kicked off yet. That's surprising. Yeah, no, not kicked off. But I mean, honestly, dude, we've just done an hour on health melodies. Yes. So without giving any re- super exciting show, we have not given you any uh, ways to get no rid of those health here. Mal- nope. melodies either. We're just we're just yeah. old guys going. Nah, I don't know, man. My shoulder hurts. Yeah, I mean, I. I you know, when you're at that point where most of your conversations with your father have to do with common ailments. Yeah. You're old. That's uh, absolutely true. Like, how's your gout? Pretty good. How's your gout? <laughs> oh man. I had an outbreak. How's your back? Oh, I don't know. It's not good. Well, have you tried one of these? Yeah. Well, this fact, is like, it. Right. Yeah. It's, that's the conversation. I got my dad, one of those uh, things you lay on to kind of put your back into proper alignment. A hooker. <laughs> but yes i need that sound effect yeah we do we all do that would oh, make man my sound effect got reset i just looked at my stream deck and my sound effects are all little blue boxes instead of saying what sound effect that is oh man i gotta redo yeah. all the stream deck stuff uh-huh yeah because i think the latest update must have they they do update it a lot which is kind of good but also kind of not good because their updates do break things yes well yeah because it's brand new now it's even better yeah your old stuff i still haven't figured out how to make the host automatically to twitter work again so i gotta look at that Mm. i got so many things on the list but my shoulder it hurts i mean what am i gonna do yeah so but it's your right shoulder so it's your mouse hand yes well this is it too yeah and I really should use one of the track balls or something like that. Balls and mouse and balls things. and exactly. mouse. Yeah. Yeah. You should just be able to talk to the computer and make it do whatever you well, want it you, to do. Yeah. I mean, a track ball would let you not move your arm and just move your fingers. Yeah. That is one of the advantages of the track ball versus the upside down track ball, AKA it'll never succeed the mouse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But nobody, there's really no proof. Anybody wants to use a mouse either. No proof at all. Nope. I, I just, I can't understand why anybody would think that that statement would have been. It all depends on what you need in order to fly your virtual spaceships. I mean, I guess if you make your living by writing, you probably don't need a mouse. True. If you're an auteur, uh-huh, uh-huh. it's all pointy and clicky thing. If you make your living by clicking on things, you probably want the mouse. Yeah. Now, if you work in the, uh, in the control in the command line then you don't you don't need the yeah. mouse it's not that important it's it's not it really isn't as long as you have good arrow keys that's the more important i mean you use vive for all your text editing i assume i have but not a lot because yeah, cool what else would people want to use you know vive's been around for 40 years good enough why would why change things for the very basic stuff yeah i mean that's uh the, and the other one uh what uh the other very basic editor that's on every uh, mm-hmm. server. And I can't even remember what it's called. Uh, I can't stand by. I've, I've always hated it. I just like, why the fuck do people like this? I don't understand. It's, well, there's a difference between liking something and having to use it as well. Well, yeah, fair enough. But even, even back in the early nineties where I started hating Vi, there was already more graphic ways to edit text like 
I, I, I the reason I'm I'm making fun of it is because and because it came you know it's related to the mouse. So I've been using the Mac since '97, '96 or '97, and so I was very used to using a mouse even doing programming. And I, I you know I was a developer for many years before moving on from creating software to just uh, um doing more stuff with hardware and then eventually just more stuff with management. But it was a, um, it just never seemed like it was a particularly good text editor. Well, now everybody just wants everything done easy. You don't want now to, they, to everybody learn. uses AI to write code these days is what's going on. I, I have to try that. I want to see if AI, it works. write me some code to a video game that I will enjoy playing and then compile it. Well, for video, I mean, you know, I guess for basic things, and I'm sure somebody's probably made a million bucks already on a basic game that you can play on your Android device that was written mainly by an AI. I would. Guess I think I read some article where someone's done a nice commercial thing written by AI. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting when you look at something like that for people that don't know how to code. If you're looking to do something fairly specific that you can explain, then there's a chance that one of these things would be able to write it. Now, it's the difference between having an elegant piece of code Mm -hmm. that does something or having a clued together bunch of scripts that will result in the same thing and maybe not be uh, efficient but for some things efficiency doesn't matter unfortunately that seems to be the the general thought pattern these days you know if you're I, just I, looking I for the tried, answer i have tried having uh ai create code clips little snippets of code for me and, and the code it creates looks way better than what i would type on my own um i've you know, I'm an old school 80s, 90s programmer, which means I can get shit done on one line. I don't need to write 30 lines to do something. I mean, well, you started with punch cards, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I didn't start with punch cards, but I did do assembly language. So I, I, I learned how to, uh, how to write assembly language for the Mac back in the very olden days in the 80s. I found a, a bug in the Mac's ROM for a Mac Plus, which I'm sure I wasn't the first person to find it, but I, I was in that small number of people that actually found the bug in the, uh, in the ROMs that prevented um, some functionality. And I knew uh, I used LightSync Pascal and, um, or LightSpeed Pascal, I think it was what it was. And God, I don't remember the other, oh, MPW, which was the Macintosh Programming Workshop, which was the original uh, dev environment for writing software for the Mac. And I wrote quite a bit of software back then. In fact, one of my, my projects on my summer between high school and college was uh, working uh, for Cray Research on a user interface. Um, on the Mac, so you could use a Mac to put jobs in onto a, to run on a great computer. So definitely did a lot of that stuff, and I used to um, do a lot of 
uh, what do we refer to them now as uh, cracking software? Right. So Middles actually, away. Yeah. Run, run software, go into the disassembler, find the places where it's doing a check for that serial number that you're supposed to enter. And then let it just enter zero, 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 zero. And still work. Nothing was worse than the asshole software company mm-hmm. that every 10 minutes go to the instruction manual, page 54 and put the eighth word on the page. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, no, there was a lot of bullshitty stuff like that. There, there's some, some even had some like stupidly ridiculous music software. You required a hardware dongle, right? Cause they thought you were going to rip it off. Cause everybody's ripping it off. It's like, Nobody came up with the idea of doing a subscription model. Why? Why did it take forever for Adobe to finally realize that? Oh, so instead of charging 800 bucks per piece of software, we could charge like 50 bucks a month forever. Right. Well, it's the connected mm, world which one's better? that makes the difference. Mm-hmm. We weren't connected back in those days. Well, speak for yourself. I was well, I mean, you, board. you could do it, but it wasn't a on all the yeah. time to be yeah. able to call the mothership yeah. to verify the software. Can well, you imagine also, that? Oh, dude, can you imagine in the eighties if to play that oh, game, you gotta use your modem. Yeah. The, the modem had to dial up a long distance yeah. number every time and go through a thing uh-huh. to, to verify that you actually paid for the software. Nobody oh, would have put up with that. That would be well. And the scary part is people would have totally put up with that. Depends on the good software. Thing no one thought of it. Right. Right. Yeah. But I, because there was a number of products. Uh, and I, I remember, um, uh, God, what was it called? It was, I keep thinking SolidWorks. It wasn't SolidWorks. It was, um, oh, what was the product? It was a, a technical software for simulating uh, circuits and chips. Um, something works. Sounds very nerdy. It is super nerdy. But I remember working with my dad to crack that thing. And it was because it, 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 it was one of the products that required a hardware key. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a long time since I've done that. The, the only programming I do these days is video game mods. Back in the good old days when uh, the software came on five and a quarter inch discs. Well, three and a half, but yeah. No, but before three and a half was five and a the quarter, Mac, right? Mac, Mac, Mac. But a Mac will originally came on, uh, well, that, no. the Apple II. Yeah, the Apple II came on five. Yeah. I never had an Apple II. I just had a Mac. Oh, the Apple IIe was so much fun. Yeah. That's why I still have those, uh, you know, the warm glow mm-hmm. for the green monochrome monitors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in fact, uh, speaking of that little bit of trivia, back in this would have been... What year would this been? Probably 98, 97, 98. I made a self-testing website uh, for security. So you could go to the site and run a, a comprehensive test of your internet security. Because back then, most people and companies weren't running firewalls. True. So I would test a lot of vulnerabilities for free online and um then dump all the results of things that i was able to get from your system and um in that website i had an amber or green option 
because nostalgia already right in the, in the right. late 90s I, I was playing with nostalgia because obviously everyone's running color monitors at that point but uh, you could select which color you wanted the website to be that's that how i still whether it's putty or any of these other mm-hmm. uh you know powershell i always set it up to have the black background with the that beautiful green mm-hmm. text because it's like a, that's just right it is right i i totally agree i mean there's something magical about having green text on a black background um and that's a lot of people run black backgrounds but they do it with color text and that to me just looks weird yeah i hate it yeah it's very weird yeah and if i'm reading honestly if i'm reading during the day i don't want the black background i want a white background with black text yeah which is if i'm reading in the evening yeah yeah i don't mind reading in the evening but it's the the green and black uh, certainly for those of us of a certain age is very nostalgic because that's literally what the hardware could do you you, you bought a, either an amber monitor or you bought a green monitor right those were your two color choices uh-huh and Full the color was not really a better thing. for your eyes yeah you know. yeah and then just yeah, the, the total lack of security and all this stuff oh com- complete lack of security but yeah that's why i mentioned the website just because i i had that green or amber option as uh something you select on the website uh for a little bit of nostalgia feel i remember uh, when uh we got our first cable modem and the, the speeds were very mm-hmm. slow mm-hmm. but i quickly realized that the ip address the subnet you were on which means it's you and like 240 other people mm-hmm. those other ip addresses this was back in the day when a majority of people didn't have routers yet right that it was just the modem hooked up directly to the computer in the home Mm -hmm. and you could access all of those computers yeah i never had that on on my cable modem system but i remember a lot of people talking about that it was amazing like oh yeah. my god just you're, you're typing in an ip address with the you know c drive and all of a sudden it's right. like huh yep yep you can see that dude's drive yeah uh-huh good old Pretty days wild. uh-huh when you think about it what mm-hmm. <laughs> how far we've come or uh well and it was such an easy fix they just needed not to route port 139 across the network and then that that would be that you wouldn't be able to see those c drives but why would they want to do that they didn't know i know nobody was even thinking of any of this stuff no no oh you wanted a firewall oh i don't know those are expensive that's extra yeah i remember putting in firewalls at the client site in uh 2000 or sorry 1996 i think was the first one that i put in and uh uh and that that was from uh that was from uh I think the company's called Elron or something like that, but it was, it was the, the Israeli defense industry and, uh, they actually had a, uh, a military firewall that they started selling commercially back in 96. One of the first available, uh, firewall products. I remember that. Yeah. And it was really cool because, um, it would have a 
uh, what was that mode called? It was basically a mode where it would still allow the traffic, but then it would log everything. Right. Well, it's a good honeypot. Yeah. And so you could literally set up filters to figure out who was looking at what. And I, I remember finding the number one, uh, the number one traffic coming in was always sports related websites. That was like the highest traffic that the company had. Interesting. And then uh, a little bit further down the list, but still something that you don't see these days were porn sites. Well, yeah, you can't do that. It's a company dime now. No, no, no. I mean, they, they try to discourage people from going to OnlyFans while you're at work. But that was the beauty of it. It was the Wild West. It really was. Of course, back then we all had, you know, beer in the company fridge. Well, true. It was a different world. And yeah. if, if a female colleague came in with a nice outfit, you said, hey, you're looking good. Hey, ass looking good. Yes. Yeah. And you weren't thrown out of the door into the HR. Yeah, dungeon. You get a smile back. Yes. Like, oh, you. Uh huh. <laughs> now it's like, oh, no, you're uh-huh. a you're a uh-huh. deviant. You're probably on that list from that uh, guy. Exactly. You're on that guy list. For being a guy. Uh-huh. Exactly. I I love the news coverage of the Epstein stuff. Like it means anything Mm -hmm. it's well, yeah. I mean, there's not really any big surprises. I think it's kind of interesting because these are huge documents. And my other co-host said he would diligently read 900 pages to give a summary. So then we don't have to do the work because he's doing it. Yeah. I'm not fucking reading that shit, man. Well, and it's all just things that were in the court cases and the depositions this is not i remember uh, i don't remember the woman's name but was it a decade ago or so mm-hmm. there was the uh, new york madam that the black book surfaced mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. yeah this is not that this is not like we yeah. have his book yeah. this is not like we have his any kind of personal records of anything yeah. this is just what other people have said in yeah. depositions exactly this is not the black book coming out as they've said this is not the thing that he kept like hidden away in a safe in case he wanted to blackmail people right the thing you needed to have so Th- nobody this is just killed you travel logs and shit uh-huh. yeah and i i the fact that dershowitz had flown with him like 85 times hey you need uh, a good legal representation i guess i mean i get that when you're of a certain wealth like having your lawyer fly along with you does make some sense i mean you usually bring yours along with uh no i usually don't because i am cheap (laughs) i'm not of a certain wealth my friend if i was of a certain wealth this podcast would be very different really how's how would the podcast be different uh well i'd probably fly you into the studio in austin like joe rogan does and into the uh, platinum microphones and the uh, yeah the yeah. diamond well, it, encrusted throne. Let's start with sitting just in. having a studio. Well, I did used to have a studio. I was called the Austin Studio, but that shut down. So yeah, we've all had to make cutbacks. Yeah, you still have your caviar guy. So those are small little <laughs> things. You God could be damn it, dude. You could be thankful for giving people the wrong impression. <laughs> the uh, caviar guy. You know, the, they're, they're going after Clinton. Hey, with the, you probably still have your like buying, you know, bootleg CDs guy. I have I have guys in other industries. That's all. That's all downloaded now. But that was back in the day. Loved mm-hmm. to be able to get a hold of the uh, the bootleg vinyl. 
still. I mean, yeah. they're still making bootleg vinyl, which is a beautiful thing. Did you hear that um, Best Buy is finally getting rid of their CD section? Oh, the end of an no era. No more CDs, no more DVDs. No no movies or sound or music sold at Best Buy anymore. Physical media is dying. Yep, it's dead. It's dead. Which is not Ownership a good thing. means it's also dead because you don't own anything that's digital. You have to have all that old stuff, man. You have to have the physical mm-hmm. copies or you have to be able to separate what your purchase. If it's a digital purchase, mm-hmm. it's not really a purchase. It's just a loan. Well, you need to be a, it's a it's a purchase if you can download it, store it on your media yeah. and it doesn't yeah, need yeah. a mothership for you to play that at a later date. Right. Right. So like this is something I ran into with Audible is you know i've been on audible forever since they were before they got bought by amazon and i've been buying 12 books a year every single year for like 20 years on audible and then the last time i looked at my catalog of books i i thought yeah this is smaller than i thought i would have because i wish i should have like you know maybe 200 books in there and i've got way less than that why is that the math is simple if it's one a month for x amount of time yeah Exactly. And uh turns out that when Amazon bought Audible, they gave you a certain amount of time to merge your accounts. And uh I did not probably because I wasn't paying attention and didn't see the notices or whatever. And so I never I was like or maybe I thought, "Oh, why would I merge them? I don't mind having Audible separate." And uh so basically everything that I purchased prior to the Amazon acquisition of audible disappeared. Nice. Now I'm not one of those guys that rereads or re-listens to books like Ben does that all the time. I don't do that. I very, very, very rarely will I read a book a second time. And so I didn't even think about it. Didn't, didn't, didn't notice it. Didn't occur to me until now. Obviously this is like a decade later, nothing I could do about it. All those records are gone. You can go to audiobookbay.fi. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying there's there's a resource there if you want to download any of those that you owned that somehow disappeared. They're probably there. I don't even know what they are is my problem. Oh, I don't see, have the, the list issue. of stuff I lost. <laughs> I just know that the number is off. And you're like, what? Then for people, again, audiobookbay. And I think it's .fi right now. It's one of those. Uh, one of those Traveling sites, sites yeah it's, it's, it moves around but i've had really good luck if you're looking for uh audiobooks specifically huh. this is not legal advice of course no and and you would only download a copy as a backup of something you own correct i mean if you're really lazy and you got the cds of the latest bill o'reilly book like i do right but you don't want to open the cds you, you want to support st- the author correct. by buying the book correct i mean obviously for things that you have uh, spent money on it's kind of like the age-old argument with music which is how many times you have to buy the same damn thing oh yeah yeah exactly and i've certainly done that before Uh uh-huh i wish honestly i wish that other industries were as organized as steam is for video games well, uh, it's, one, yeah, it's very consolidated. Even when those games are no longer supported and the studio's out of business, if I bought it on Steam, I can still download it and install it. 
I mean, it's just like, you know, it, it's, it's honestly impressive the level to which they have maintained the availability of old games. Now, if they're online games and the studio is out of business, well, your game's not going to do a whole lot for you other than installing. Right. It'll tell you it can't connect to the server, but at least steam isn't the one policing this shit and pulling games. No. And when a publisher goes out of business, you should still be able to read the book that they put out. Mm-hmm. Same thing with music. Yeah. And there's a, a video that, um, that guy that used to live in New Jersey and repair computers. Um, God, what's his name? Um, Oh boy. I can't remember his name, but I I watch his YouTube videos occasionally, but he's always on the forefront of the self repair industry stuff. Rothman, Lewis, Lewis Rothman. Uh, he had a video recently talking about how he got a message from, um, well, I think one of the streaming services are saying that uh, we just wanted to let you know that our contract with Sony has ended and therefore the following films have been removed from your library. And it's like, hold up. I didn't rent these for 24 hours. Right. I bought this by paying you 20 bucks to quote unquote own this digital media. And uh, with no recourse or compensation, you're basically just letting me know that the thing I bought is being deleted out of my library and is no longer going to be available because your deal with the company that made the movie has now wrapped up. Yes. Now you're understanding. Thank you. What? What the fuck? Good day, sir. That's that's not a purchase. That's called a loan. All of your movies have been deleted. Good day, sir. Yeah. Hey, you, you will uh, own nothing and you will be happy. Well, this is why it should be illegal for any of these services to sell something that they don't own. Now, somebody like, you know, Universal Movies, if you want to sell digital copies of the stuff that you own in your catalog, mm-hmm. that's fine. But you yeah. can't have something like, well, Amazon is going to sell you this and then yeah. you're going to sever your but, deal but they with, all do this right. apple's done this amazon's done this they all will sell you a movie sell you meaning for 20 bucks plus long-term rental but it's really that's all it is it's just long-term rental and this is the reason that i started copying movies and saving them to my nas is to have stuff that probably either is super small niche audience and it, it may disappear or stuff that is just politically incorrect and it may disappear. Correct. And I was just like, all right, well, I, I, I may want to hang out to him. Now, the reality is, much like with books, I never rewatch movies, just like I never reread books. And so I found after 10 years that when I had my big drive crash, that like two drives in a raid crash, and I just didn't notice that, um, I, I mean, I lost like probably a thousand movies or more. But I also had never rewatched a single one of them. So how big of a loss was it really? You know, probably right. not that big. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's the, the idea of ownership as being distinct from rental or lease. They're using the word own, but it's really kind of a lease. Well, yeah, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Yeah. 
And at least with spaceships, I can resell them. Right for now. For now. Until they disappear. If you buy a movie from Amazon, good luck reselling it. Well, yeah, you can't put it up on eBay, can you? Mm Mm-hmm. Can't be like, no, no, I bought this. Yeah, I bought this on Amazon. That's why I'm selling it, because I no longer want it. I watched it already. Now I can sell it. Just like I've done with my DVDs and my CDs and videotapes. That's why physical media is still king. But it's gone. That's it. I know. It's going to be less and less available to the point where it will be no longer available. And what they didn't like with the physical media was the fact that they realized no matter how many things they tried, Mm -hmm. and they did on both the audio and video sides, they couldn't keep people from ripping saving whatever you want to call it that material from the disc yeah off the disc in 100 percent of the quality right which is the biggest difference back in the day i mean one videotape sucked when it came to the quality to begin with yeah but if you copied a videotape to a videotape it looked worse if you copied that to Mm -hmm. another one it looked worse every time which is where digital made all of the difference in the world is that it could travel around the world and look exactly sound exactly the same. Yeah. Which is why they're like, well, we can't have this. We can't put this stuff out there, but Mm -hmm. it's really something that they're, I don't think they're ever going to get in front of. There's always a way to get around all this stuff. The minute they were broadcasting the Taylor Swift concert around the world, it was on the internet to download it illegally. Yeah, of course. And once it's there, it's there. You know, it doesn't disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you're you're now that people can check that bingo box. Oh yeah, the Taylor uh, Swift. I'm still waiting yeah. for my fucking vinyl. Here, here's the latest on this one. Yeah. Remember the one that originally showed up on Halloween that was four CDs mm-hmm. instead of four vinyl and has taken all this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to recover it. They shipped one copy of the vinyl instead of four. Now that's the latest. Oh, Jesus. These people that are running the merchandising are they suck. Yes. They're horrible. And uh I'm gonna keep seeing I'm I want it free because they gave a bunch of people stuff free if it wasn't there in time. I mean hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. of orders. They're just like, Well, we're gonna refund you and ship it because it wasn't there by Christmas. Mm-hmm. Give me mm-hmm. my stuff for free, man. That's how bad it is when they're giving order after order after order away. That free. is pretty bad. Yeah, it's not what you paid for. You you may have needed those albums in order to burn them. Right. Exactly. You could have had a big thing at the church. Taylor exactly. Swift is Satan. Well, we know that. I mean, look at her. Look at her fans. Yeah. You know they're clearly worshiping some kind of idolatry there. A lot of uh, satanic worship. Yeah. She always kind of looked a little Satan-y to me. What does Satan-y mean? Is that, is it like hot, good Satan-y or like, uh, no, it doesn't have to be. I mean, that would be you the know, draw. Wouldn't Satan-y. It? Huh? Wouldn't that be the draw? It's the, it's the, uh, you know, like the garden of Eden with the forbidden fruit. No, it's like I, you gotta, I know your version of Satan looks like Elizabeth Hurley. Well, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad version of, <laughs> of say back back in her day oh yeah well not now obviously no No, yeah no i mean i understand the gene scale which is if you're talking about a woman you mean between the age of 21 and 23 is usually Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. you know beyond that you're like no no well yeah because i mean here's the beauty is every woman at some point was between 21 and 23 that's true 
or will be. Most, I mean, again, now you're living in COVID times and the vaccines are killing people left and right. Yeah, the, that that is happening. Not that we're giving medical advice. No avoid vaccinations or anything. Or wanting to be kicked off of any kind of platform whatsoever mm-hmm. for pointing yes, out medical Elizabeth inconsistencies. Is 58 right now. Damn. Let's look at some. It's older than us. Of her. Um, yeah. I mean, she looks pretty good for 58, actually. She could be Satan then. Probably is. He's like, that's all right. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I have no problem with Satan. I mean, Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> oh, there's a cold opener. Oh, come on. Like, people would even be impressed by that. No, probably not. Nobody that's listened to this show. They all know better. Yeah. Speaking of people that listen to the show, it is a value for value podcast. Yeah. Does that thing work again or not? I don't even know. Albie. Albie is, yes. That was just a brief down uh, down period that they had, I think, during our last show. Everything appears to be working since, but nobody's yeah. sending anything to this show. No, no. Well, I, I mean, there's last... one Albie, but that's from... My, my... Oh, let's see. There is something that was sent to Hello Comrades, Darren and Gene. Hey there, dear podcast listeners, I'd like to invite you to check out and subscribe to my blog, which features some hilarious cartoons. Just head over to www. and that's all I got. So I don't know what that is. See www.csb.lol. Oh, you think that's what it is? Yeah, that's what it says. I mean, I got the whole message. And get ready to laugh, yo. CSB. It says, or was it? Oh, wait, was this a way that you were trying to get a little extra? That if you cut the message off, this is the new thing. If you sending a boost to Graham, Gene's going to read like eighty percent of it to the point to where you really I mean, wanted him to all, say I something. I read what I got. I read what I can see. There was more, yeah. but okay. I mean, beyond CSB with his ten thousand Satoshi boost, uh-huh. uh, our buddy Jay Codicini came in with fifty dollars. Said Merry Christmas. Hey now. That was before the last show. So you already got your half of that before it even got to the show. Mm, you got your half. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sadly. So who's that from? Let's Jay sure we... Codicini. Jay Codicini. And is there a handle associated with that? Or he did not or have one. I think he's okay. down around uh, the Texas way. So, I mean, he oh, may. Uh, nice. Maybe hunting you down as we speak. Yes, that's probably what it is. The, the message blew out the spreadsheet exactly right billy bone just like a no agenda it was such a long message from csb it blew right off the spreadsheet yeah man i just that's all that's the only piece that i got because uh again i'm glad you were able to recover it and see the whole thing there to let people know they can go see cartoons with baboons it's www.csb.lol and that's a good uh domain name for that website our buddy Kevin Seifert came in with his $5 monthly donation, which is appreciated if just mm-hmm. if everybody that listened to the show would give $5 monthly, we he wouldn't yeah. be much happier. Yeah, I was listening <laughs> to No Agenda and uh, uh, I uh, I heard one of the hosts saying the exact same thing. If everybody would only donate $2, right, then then Adam can have multiple airplanes. NetNed said I would boost, but I didn't listen today. What did you talk about? Um, the usual. Well, I think honestly, you're probably better off not listening and saving that time effort and, and just, just boosting. Right. Just donate. Yeah. It's the best advice we could give you. Don't listen, just donate. It, it, honestly, that way you get an hour back or two of your life. 
then that's worth something. If everybody who didn't listen to this show would just donate a dollar. Yeah. Like then I could be flying an airplane. We could be doing really well or a spaceship. As I cough my way through uh, the show here. Oh, well don't do that, man. That's you. I'm sure you've got a cough button. Yeah, I do. It's just a question of being able to hit it. You know, here's the funny thing. I have Mm -hmm. the switch that Adam uses, which is, it's a very basic rolls. Is the company that makes them? Yeah, Yeah. the foot switch. I've had. I have that in my studio. I don't have it here. I just find that it's better not to make noise. I would agree, and I've had it for over a year, and I've never hooked it up. So I mean, there's Uh that. Yeah, but it would. I guess maybe it would be nice. It doesn't have to be a foot switch. I guess I could leave it right here on the desk. It's the same concept, just hitting the button. Well, they do have a desk version from the same company. It just has less pressure that you have to push on the button. Because the foot switch is, is, takes a bit of pressure. Yeah, that would be true. NetNet says, for as little as a cost of a cup of soda, you can help support Darren O and Surgeon. Yeah, Surgeon and Darren O are, are definitely easy to support. And uh, it's, it's, the, it's always the, uh, the people coming in with the, uh, you know, what we should do? Here, I've got an idea. Why don't we convert the donations of people sending in I mean, like, just, you know, like the real in, money into in Satoshi's? audio. Yes. Let's convert them to Satoshi. Just just to give the folks giving Satoshi's uh, an easier way to digest what the donors are doing. So what was that donation amount today? From uh, Jay Codicini was $50 yeah. American. $50 American. So in stats, that would be how much? 115160 115,160 sets. Well, that the way appreciate that 115,000 sets. That is a baller boost. That is a hell of a boost. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Seifert coming in with his $5. Obviously, if that was uh, what 50 was, then it's very easy mm-hmm. to figure out what the $5 so would be. Was that 10,000 something? Yeah, 11,516. 11, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, because I, I think that something gets lost in translation. You know, the, the problem with sats not being directly related to dollars for easy conversion, like it's a odd number conversion. Um, it's, it's the same principle as why casinos use chips. Oh yeah. Games. Because well, when you're spending chips, you don't really know how much money you're spending. Well, it's and even worse this, when it just credits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For exactly. the video poker and the slot machine, yeah, mm-hmm. just credits. You mean dollars? No, no, credits. Yeah, no, these are credits because they're not <laughs> worth a dollar. Right. And the, you know, the video game guys picked up on this too. So in one of the games that I, I played quite a bit last month, but I think I'm winding it down because the big event is over, was World of Warships. Ah, the big event. How many did you buy? Oh, it's not about buying. It's, it's actually, it's collecting free shit because they, they give you Christmas gifts for every ship you own. Okay. And I own over 500 ships. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of packages coming to your home. Yeah. That's an awful lot. So I had to collect all of that, but I'm done. So you're I, like the, in this video game, the opposite of Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. I'm the one getting all the, <laughs> all the presents, not giving them. Yeah, there, there's comes a couple around of guys to collect his gifts in, in the Texas clan. We have a couple of guys, uh, <laughs> that are very, <laughs> that I are bet very, you do. 
that are very uh like like me very much collectors of ships and so usually the three of us just kind of go through and do all the collections of our free stuff and i this time around i actually ended up spending i think i spent about 300 bucks last month ish right around there and i got about 14 ships for that money which was a very good deal because I wasn't buying ships. I was buying Santa gifts, which contained ships. That makes perfect sense to the Texas clan. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, my point with this was, um, and I don't know why you're saying Texas clan in a weird way, but my whole point (laughs) was, um, that in that game, they don't just have a single in game currency to use instead of money. They don't just have two. They don't just have three. They have four different currencies with a variety of valuations. That's so it confusing. Is completely, completely confused you're from ever calculating what your actual US dollar spend is. Unless you look at your credit card statements, of course. Which uh, nobody wants to do. Well, you know, I I Until you get hit it, your limit. I I've always used PayPal for this, uh, for spending money in that game. Cause there's no fallback. And, so and that way, uh, incidentally, it's a free to play game, right? So everybody should join up. You can use my link in, in the show in the notes. Show notes yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it literally is a game that requires no spending of money. You can play totally for free. However, if you want to buy some cool ships, it allows you to do that. And those ships, theoretically maybe something you can win in a christmas gift even if you're playing for free or you just spend the money and buy them. the game but, i'm betting is a lot like dating i mean you could date for free uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah but the go. payoff you're getting is probably and for free you mean like hey let's meet for coffee yeah and you and you pay uh, yeah yeah <laughs> well i mean we're not dating yet so it's dutch right right of course yeah I, and, or, or these days, you know, I, I don't want to insult you, so I'm going to assume we're all going to pay for you for our own food and drink. Now, are you I, compensated? The last thing you want to do is insult a feminist. It's true. Billy Bones wants to know if you are compensated in any way for people that join the game using your coupon code. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, if I get a sufficient number of people, and I think it's five, then I get uh, I'm a super container that may contain something useful in it, like a ship. So converting so, people to the clan really pays off. Yeah. I mean, in a way, but you, we, we have, you know, tests for people before they join the clan that they have to pass. Um, so it's not like just any old, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry can join the clan. You have a very high bar. Well, it's not actually all that high. I mean, talking to the old timers in the clan, Guys that have been around for a long time, uh, you know, they remember days when the clan used to be much, much more prestigious and uh, the bar was quite a bit higher. Lowering the bar to getting in the clan. Well, sometimes when your membership drops, you know, what are you going to do? True. True. Yeah. I think, I think it's down to like 35 people now. Oh, well, you right. need a good push then. Yeah. Yeah. This is a long way from the. You know, the, the, the high, the, the mighty days of the clan. Well, I mean, you can't even afford food right now. So, I mean, that's a, 
That's true. I've been I've been without food for four days now, so that that tells you something. Yeah, don't send your blankets. Don't send your water to me. Just send some cash. Send filet mignon. Yeah, no, don't send that. I'm trying to not eat. <laughs> God damn it! Somebody <laughs> shows up at Gene's house right now with a big pizza. What do you think's going to happen? Nothing. I'm I've lost interest in pizza, dude. Really? The last two times that I had pizza, and granted, this is not like. You know, one-off shop pizza. The last couple of times, I just got Domino's. I was just more and more disappointed. Well, Domino's. And I was like, there's no point in even eating pizza anymore. Well, now when it's all caviar and filet mignon. Oh, for fuck's sake. I haven't had a filet mignon in probably two months. Two whole months? Yeah. Wow. I've been mostly eating uh, chicken kebabs. Ooh, that's kebabs probably my most common staple food is chicken kebabs and i i do chicken because their consistency is much better because with um beef kebabs i was gonna say pork kebabs but that's not a thing uh not at the halal places anyway uh but with beef kebabs you have a lot more consistency they might be absolutely tender and perfect one day and be stringy and hard to chew the next that is true and the chicken is all the same all the time it's very consistent yes and i don't know what they do how they make the chicken at the the place here the middle eastern place Mm -hmm. but it's like the best damn chicken i've ever had Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like how do you do that it's like magic you know larry david even had an episode in curb your enthusiasm about the uh the Palestinian chicken place, which was a hilarious episode. If you watch uh, Larry David at all, it's one of my favorites because, um, yeah, Larry, much like me, enjoys eating halal food. And, uh, and so this Palestinian chicken place was very highly rated. And he was talking to some of his other Jewish buddies about going there. And, and, uh, you know, some of them were like, hell yeah, let's meet up there. I've heard great things about that Palestinian chicken. And then um, others are like, well, I can't believe you're going to go eat Palestinian chicken. What, you know, have you no respect <laughs> for the state of Israel? What are you thinking? Like good, chicken, this episode, good chicken. This episode came out like six, seven years ago. So the, we're not talking about any kind of current situation here. But obviously the whole Israel-Palestinian thing has been going on for a while. Yes. But um, like you know, about a thousand eight hundred years or so. And um the so Larry goes to this place to meet up with his buddies to eat the chicken. And then one of the buddies that shows up is wearing a yarmulke and Larry's like, What what the fuck are you what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you trying to do here? It's like, what do you mean? It's like, well take your yarmulke off. Like I'm not gonna take my yarmulke off. Like, well, you, you don't go into a Palestinian chicken place wearing a fucking yarmulke. Would you, would you want people to beat you up or something? So he starts arguing with his buddy. And they're standing outside the restaurant. And, and finally, Larry reaches over and grabs the guy's yarmulke. And the guy's wrestling him to get it back and finally grabs his yarmulke and storms off. And Larry's telling his other buddy who doesn't care is like, ah, well, you know, I can't believe that guy. What the hell is he thinking? So they walk into the Palestinian chicken place and people start applauding Larry. 
and uh, he at first he's not quite sure what's going on but then like when you when you you know grab that yamaka off that jew's head i i can't believe you had the balls to do that no nobody nobody here you know uh they're, they're all afraid of doing that but you you did what we're all thinking and so yeah, you know, he was he was basically like uh, the hero of the day of the hour. Right, the anti-Jewish hero. Yeah, the the anti-Jewish hero of the hour was a Jew. Well, that's why uh, he had the guts to do it. Yeah, and he's just and uh, you know a very attractive uh, Palestinian woman uh, uh, said uh, she'd like to get to know him better. It's even better than chicken. Yeah, so he's like, well, no, the chicken's very good. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's not let's not kid ourselves here. <laughs> I'm going to grab the uh, water. I'll be entertaining women everybody. come and go, but the, the chicken that stays, that's, that's, that's something you don't give up just for a woman. That's for sure. True. I'm going to grab so, a water. Entertain. Yeah, everybody. you do that. That's why I'm talking. So <laughs> you can grab a water without uh, having to feel like you're, you know, needing to rush back because I'm, I'm telling a story anyway. So anyway, so Larry's, Larry's now this hero of the Palestinians there. And then this chick is into him. So, they get a date set up and now Larry's talking to his buddies and thinking, well, obviously she doesn't realize he's Jewish. So does he never tell her, does he tell her eventually? And he's, he's, he's debating this dilemma he's got of, of like, how long is it worth, uh, dating a hot Palestinian chick to pretend you're not Jewish? Cause, and, and if you've never seen curb your enthusiasm, in that show, I'd say easily 60 to 70% of Larry's friends are Jewish. Not everyone, obviously, that he hangs out with, but a disproportionately large number of, of his friends are Jewish. So it's not going to be super easy for him to pretend to not be Jewish when he's hanging out with all these other Jews. You back there? Jeez, I guess he had to drive to the grocery store to buy a bottle of water. It's not as easy as just walking over to the fridge, which is what I would typically do. So what topics, I, I'm wondering, have we not covered? Now, if I was on uh, the the uh, troll stream there on the uh, IRC, I could probably see some answers to that. But since I'm not, um, which is also why I'm streaming the, the stream on X, so I can look and see if there's any messages next. So I know that, uh, CSB definitely goes on X, but I'm not sure how many other people do. Uh, so if you are listening to this on X and not listening to it in podcast form later and not listening to it while on the, uh, no agenda IRC, then drop a message on X, um, as we're waiting for, uh, yeah, to get I, back. And it's like it is Chicago. He may have gotten shot on the way to the fridge. That's true. That's a good point. I couldn't That's find a, a water, but I got Gatorade, which means I'll have plenty of electrolytes. Electrolytes. You <laughs> bastard. You bastard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all a scam, man. People don't need electrolytes. It's just crops need electrolytes. That's the main thing that needs electrolytes. I mean, unless you have a massive imbalance, that was one of the things that kept popping up when I was mm -hmm. having the arrhythmia. Oh yeah, yeah. There are people that have deficiencies in certain. Yeah, magnesium things. is is important for your heart and brain. 
And that's electrolyte. Uh, chloride's actually important. That's electrolyte. You got to have the um, magnesium. You got to have potassium. Uh, yes. Sodium is definitely one of them, but it, it's not by no means the only one. And I, I guess technically I am taking supplement electrolytes. I'm just not taking sodium. I'm not doing salt, but I, I am doing potassium, magnesium, uh, copper, zinc, iron. So I'm doing a lot of metals. I'm just not doing uh, sodium. And you're still alive. So that's a plus. Yeah, and and I've gone I've done a 14-day fast with zero electrolyte supplementation at all without any issues. I I would say that all that stuff becomes much more important the longer the fast goes. So I would want to make sure that I'm supplementing if I go more than, you know, 10 12 days. But 10-day fast. I mean, come on. Like that that should be a no problem at all with nothing but pure water because that that's a our ancestors went through this on literally a regular basis every month periods of not and this is also why i think it's hilarious watching these i don't know if you ever watched the show naked and afraid you ever watch that yes i mean i've not a regular viewer but i understand the concept yeah, I, I mean, I don't think anyone needs to be a regular viewer. The show is basically the same thing over and over, which yes. is a man and a woman who are somewhat naked. They're not completely naked, so it's a misnomer, but they're somewhat naked. Their butts are bare, and uh, they are uh, placed in a typical survival situation kind of thing where they have nothing or in this show's case i think they all start with one tool of their choice Ooh! so some people bring a lighter some people bring a knife or a machete or something and then they have to just survive for it i think it's either seven days or 14 days i can't remember back in but, the day it was i mean bear grills did this oh you and know. he was faking everything i mean well, people there's all? videos no 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 not all of them who was the, the other sur- guy survivor the, man less yes. shrewd he never faked anything he was the real deal because he did this shit like before he had a show and it was just um, him i love the shots mm-hmm. where he would set up the camera and walk away and then come back i know you're like camera. he has to yeah. go back yeah. for the camera uh, he talks about that yeah how like every every walk ends up being three times longer uh-huh yep like this that dude just- the first time on camera then back towards the camera pick up all his gear and then the, the next time again for real so it's triple made triple for some good mileage. tv it is i always enjoy this show but so naked and afraid is somewhat similar in that but the with the mix of having a couple and incidentally these are not like actual couples these are just surprisingly quite often married people hey hey honey do you mind if i uh go spend a couple of weeks with this dude and i'm gonna be completely naked the whole time sounds like a I mean, party how is that? Yeah, maybe I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear how those conversations go in their marriages. It's like, uh, yeah, that's totally cool. Nothing wrong with that. You hang out there with this dude for a couple of weeks. I'll hang out with somebody else for a couple of weeks, I guess. The question is probably what's the paycheck? Well, okay, fair enough. But still how, I mean, it's a show. It's not going to be that big a paycheck. And obviously he hasn't been listening. Our buddy CSB wants to know if you're exercising while fasting. If so, how long 
we've no. already discussed this right Not now. Exciting. This is the most exercise Gene's getting during the fast. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm walking around in my house. That's the length of exercising I'm getting. And if he can make it to the next room, that's good. <laughs> Sometimes there's a chair. Do you have like chairs set up halfway just in case? Just in case. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, you, you make a joke about that, but I, I probably still do from the uh, gout. Okay. I did place chairs strategically along paths during gout. Like if I have uh, to get to the kitchen, I will stop at this chair. I have then to this move chair. a chair into the kitchen so I can <laughs> sit while, instead of standing while I'm cooking. The two old men in firm podcast continues here. Uh-huh. Exactly. The uh, but anyway, on that show, what's always hilarious is how these people over the course of seven to 14 days, however long it is, how they're all just completely bitching about not eating. And they're, they're like, oh my God, they're starving. They, they haven't had food for four days. It's like, really? That you're kind of cranking up the drama where none exists well it all depends on what kind of physical exertion they've been doing at the same time well yes and no because again our ancestors the, like not eating for right. days on end is a normal part of the probably 99.9 percent of human existence yes that it's, was the way it's relatively recent phenomena yeah the fact that, that you were gonna have three meals a day oh, is dude. not uh May I have another, sir? You know, when you were living in an orphanage back 120 years ago. As you were. You were lucky to get one meal of, uh, what is that stuff they were feeding him? Gruel. Gruel. One meal of gruel a day. That's all you got. Now different. We're all soft now. Totally soft. So, but that's the thing is I think that overcoming both the addiction to constant eating which happens if you just start doing one meal a day intermittent fasting and the overcoming the um, purely mental, non-physical assumption that you somehow need to put stuff in your face several times a day. And, oh my God, you're going to starve if you don't. I think if you can overcome that, it just, it's a good experience. And even after a very brief time fasting, I think you just start feeling like your brain is clear. Like you think about it, you know, you're, you do use energy and your body is working to process, to digest the food. And if that's happening nonstop all day long, all the time, and all of a sudden when you fast, it doesn't happen at all. That's a lot of, a lot of, uh, work well, that your body cycles, no yeah. longer has to use, has to do makes sense yeah so i just think it's uh it's something that people try and, and what i've told friends personally is uh it's obviously this topic's coming up now that i'm doing it uh is um just try two days of intermittent fasting that's the first thing if you've never tried any kind of fasting just try eating one meal a day for two days and see if you notice any changes positive or negative negative. and if you completely hate it well then don't do it again yeah, if you're going to get cranky. But if you notice that on the second day of eating just one day, one time per day, that you're kind of, you're not in a fog, your brain's a little clearer, and you're not getting tired, then maybe try that for a longer period of time and see if you can just change to that effect. And 
uh, people call it intermittent fasting, which I guess technically is true, but it still seems funny when you would call something fasting that takes less than 24 hours. It's kind of like the whole fast in the, in the Ramadan. How is that a fast? I don't know. These are questions. You're not eating during daylight, but you're, you're, you're starving, you know, you're stuffing yourself at night. You're no longer eating 24 seven. Yeah. It's not, I have a hard time calling that a fast. It's just, you're shifting your eating to be after hours. That's all. Which a lot of people like you go out, you have some fun, grab a filet mignon. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. When I've hung out with the, you know, Muslim friends, it's always like Ramadan is not something that they dread having to go through. If it was truly like a month long fast, Ramadan is something that a lot of people kind of look forward to because the food is usually extra good. It's turned into a party. Yeah. Uh-huh. A little bit. Nothing wrong with a good party. No. So other than being sick, any, anything exciting for New Year's for you? No, just another 2024. Just another yeah. year. You think it's going to be doom and gloom like some of the predictions? Or do you think 2024 will start seeing more of the the red pilling and the realization of more people that, holy shit, we can't believe we elected Biden? I don't know. I think it's going to be fireworks no matter what. Illinois now, of course, another one of these states that's like, let's get Trump off the ballot. Oh, and you guys banned all guns now, too, didn't you? Well, all the assault weapons, which basically turns into almost all guns. If you look at the mm-hmm. definition, yeah, which yeah, is still it, under well under 1% of people have uh, contacted yeah. the authorities here. Yeah. So I'm guessing that is uh, indicative of how gun owners in Illinois feel. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sounds like the whole state's basically just trying to insurrect. They should. We need to get the hell out of Illinois. I mean, we just need to take over. Do you need to take Illinois back from Chicagoans? And uh, bring a little bit of sanity back. But this whole presidential election, yeah, it is not going to go anywhere near well, I don't think. I think you're going to end up seeing riots again. I think you're going to have, no matter who wins, you know, if, if Trump wins, you know you're going to have the riots from BLM. Yeah. If oh, Trump dude, is you're going to have cities burning. Uh-huh. And if Trump doesn't win, you're going to have the Trump people saying it was stolen again. It, it's, mm-hmm. There's no resolution to this that doesn't turn out in chaos that I can see at this point. Yeah. I don't see any kind of saner heads prevailing. I, I think that having uh, another election be a record turnout of absentee ballots i think having it happen again after the last one is quite likely going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back and what's going to happen then right and that's the real question because uh, i think we've seen a lot of talk and then very little actual response but i think and you know i'm i'm not predicting this is going to happen but i can certainly envision this happening uh i think what happens in after the 2024 elections could very much make january 6 look like a uh, a mostly peaceful protest which it was right mostly by the fbi well yeah ray Epps. Well, at least they finally charged that guy 
with like yeah, next to nothing. They charged one guy out of about a thousand uh-huh. that were there that were doing the exact same thing. Uh huh. Nothing yeah. to see here, Gene. Oh, did, uh, by the way, did you see somebody posted a picture of the uh, uh, article uh, from uh, Babylon B of the January 6th reunion that the FBI is putting together? And one of the photos looked surprisingly like Brian Brushwood, like amazingly similar looking to him. (laughs) So, of course, I texted Brian. I'm like, hey, dude, so you you came by the the, uh, get together and you didn't even say hi at the buffet line. What the fuck, man? No, I did he answer you. No, not yet. I I let me check right now. See if he replied. No, he has not replied yet. (laughs) 